the Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while, he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, that because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will God, not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. You may have seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? Good. We have a story today about someone being annoying. Have you ever been annoying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Volunteering each other. Let, let, me, let me share something. Some... You've been annoying? Sometimes when we volunteer each other for answers, I find that annoying. <laughs> now we're all annoying. Yeah. Jesus is talking... You're going to help me when that happens, okay? All right. Timothy was at the early service, so he's going to help me out. So, we have a story where there is a woman, a widow. A widow is someone who had a spouse but her spouse died, and now she's alone. A widow who needed help, and the judge, the person who's supposed to bring fairness into a situation, wouldn't help her. This was a bad judge. And so, the woman went to this judge again and again and again, and she would knock each time she went. Can you knock for me? And she'd knock, 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 and it got annoying. Now the judge didn't care about what God said. This was a bad judge. And the judge didn't care about people. This was a bad judge. 
But the judge said, because I want this annoying thing to stop, I'm going to do the right thing and give her what she needs. Jesus says this is like two things. The first one we hear a lot about, Jesus says this is like prayer, where we should pray for the things that we need over and over and over again. Kind of like knocking. Over and over and over again. And that God will help us in our need. And Jesus points to this being like faith. The thing that affects how we live and how we do things and what we decide to do as good. Jesus, I think, is saying that our prayers and our actions should match. Our prayers and our actions, kind of like your clothes, right? Your prayers and your actions should be like your clothes. They should match. Your prayers and your actions match. Let me give you a few examples. When we pray... And him are the same. Exactly. So when we pray that we want people to have help, I believe our actions should be us helping people. And when we pray, we hope that people have food. I believe our actions should be giving people food. And we, we pray that people need help when they're sick. I believe we should be, be helping people when they're sick. Our prayers and our actions should match. This week, whenever you pray, do you pray like mealtimes or stuff like that? Whenever you pray... I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention to the words that you're saying and what they mean. If you say something like thank you, try to be thankful. If you say something about using the food that's in front of you to do God's work, try to use the food that's in front of you to do God's work. If you say help us, we have a lot of matching things, don't we? If you say be with us, God. Look for God, because I imagine God's going to be with you. Try to have your prayers and your actions match. Does that make sense? All right. Kind of. Try it out. Try it out. See how it goes. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. God, we're very thankful. We're thankful that you hear our prayers that you love us so much and that you help us whenever we have need. Help us to help the ones around us. Help us to have our prayers and our actions match and stay with us each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a snack. There you go. In the name of Jesus, amen. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, 
will he find faith on earth? And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is a strange way to end the pericope today, the, the text that we are looking at today. This whole thing seemed to be about prayer. This whole thing seemed to be about praying without ceasing. This whole thing seemed to be about justice for the ones who cry out. And yet, Jesus seems to think, at least Jesus is under the impression it looks like, that faith, that faith, that thing that causes us to act a certain way, behave a certain way, live our lives a certain way, causes us to do certain things, Faith is directly related to prayer. And as people are crying out, and as God is answering prayer, the Son of Man expects to find faith. Expects to find faith. I believe here that Jesus is saying that our prayers and our actions should match. And if you don't find it here, I think in logic, our prayers and our actions should match. Jesus is telling a story about someone who's being annoying. Again and again and again, this widow goes to the unjust judge, and again and again and again, she asks for justice. This is the way the world has been for the longest time. For literally millennia before this point, and literally millennia after. The ones who are in need of justice, the ones who don't have justice, the ones who are suffering unduly, the ones who need help and aren't receiving it, have known that they must be annoying. They must be persistent in order to receive these things. Widows, orphans, the poor, the sick, the foreigners. Throughout all of our texts have cried out, haven't they? The ones yelling at Jesus as he goes through the crowds, the ones tugging at Jesus' robe as he walks through the crowds, the ones who are crying out, save us, as he walks through the crowds, they're the ones in need. They're the ones who need help. They're going to get Jesus' attention, whether he wants to give it or not. We have always known that we need to be annoying Now, lately, it's not been very accepted to be annoying, but that's been going on for millennia, too. How often have the powerful said, why do you keep yelling out? How often have the powerful said, this, this is rude. This is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. How often have the powerful said, I won't pay attention. And how often have the powerful used their power to silence these voices? This happened for millennia before, and we see it in our scriptures, and this happened for millennia after. We see it in our history. 
the ones who are suffering unduly, the ones who are suffering at all, have always needed to be annoying. It's not fair. It's not fair that the woman should have to get up every day and mark her entire day as she's already in need, as she's already experiencing injustice, to go out of her way to get to this judge's house, knock on his door, have the experience of rejection, and then do the whole thing over again the next day. It's not fair that the ones who are suffering should have to be annoying again and again and again simply to get the ones who have what they need and more to do the right thing. It's not fair. Jesus, in this moment, is touching something that I think is at the center of our lives. Because we do find ourselves in both places, don't we? At times, we are the powerful. And we find the world annoying. I want to ask you, who's been annoying you lately? Now there, I do want to make a qualification, right? I do want to make a qualification that sometimes we just find things irritating. So I want you to specifically look for the ones who have been annoying you because they need something. Because their life needs something and they don't have it. The ones who have been annoying you because their lives are not the way that they should be. Who's been annoying you? Still might be your neighbors. Still. I will say parents and siblings, parents and siblings, that annoyance that you feel at one another sometimes is indeed the other person needing something, the other person desiring something, your attention, your affection, your love. And sometimes you don't know how to give it, and sometimes you don't have it to give, and sometimes... We're just missing each other in that expression. Other times the world annoys us. Sometimes we find ourselves inundated with asks and requests for our money, for our time, for our talents, and we simply say, I've only got so much to give, and I haven't given to myself lately. Just back off a little bit. And yet the world keeps being annoying because the world keeps being in need. And other times, we're the ones who have to be annoying. And if you're like me, it makes me feel kind of uncomfortable. I got a lot of my annoying out when I was growing up, yet I saved a special selection for Kristen in our marriage. <laughs> But even in the midst of this, I've been taught very, very well that it's rude to be annoying, that you should be polite and considerate, and in that polite and considerate way, good things will simply come towards you. Now, I'll admit that that's probably a mark of my own privilege. If I have found in the world that if I just kind of wait for a while and am polite and considerate, good things come toward me, that's a great deal, but that's not the deal that everybody has. But over and on top of that, there are some things where no matter how much I am polite and no matter how much I wait, I still have need. 
It's still not enough. There are people that I know that are suffering and there are people that I know that are wallowing in despair and there are people that I know that are sick and there are people that I know that just need justice. And sometimes that person is me from time to time. And in a way that annoys my own self, I have to be annoying. I have to ask. And I have to cry out. I have to groan until someone hears me. I myself turn into the baby chicks who just yell until their mother comes. We all do. Our prayers and our actions should match. So as we pray, as we pray for the ones around us that have need, our actions should be for the ones who are in need. As we pray for justice and peace in the world, our actions should bring justice and peace. As we pray for the ones who are sick and suffering and dying as best as we are able, our actions should move towards the sick and the suffering and dying. And by the grace of God, when we are the ones who have to cry out again and again and again, our Lord Jesus steps down from heaven and whispers into our ears, do not give up. Do not lose heart. God will come, and God will come quickly. God is coming. And I have put it into the hearts of my people that their prayers and their actions should match. I am crafting something in these people. And I myself will be there too. This is at the heart of who we are. At the heart of our prayers. God be with the ones who need to be annoying and are annoying us. God be with the ones who are crying out and crying out to us. God be with the ones who need justice. And God be with you. God be with you if you are the ones crying out. God be with you if you are the ones who are annoyed. God be with you because you will be both. God be with each and every person crying out. Don't lose heart. Amen.